0: The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DiPietro Show.
1: Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. This portion of the John DePietro show. Folks, stop it and see them. They're open for another hour. It's Ron and Melissa at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're open for another hour. Their hours are 7 to 2. Delicious pastry and more, and sandwiches and calzones. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. So we have fast moving developments. The Cumberland Mayor is telling uh, Channel 12 that he is uh, open to an investigation. When someone asks me a question, I'm going to tell them what I know. Whether it's you or the Attorney General, whoever that is, that's what I do, and that's what I'll do. So this is a very fast-moving investigation regarding uh, the the Governor's Chief of Staff, Tony Silva, The chief of staff to Governor McKee, Tony Silva, who now is under investigation by state police and Attorney General Peter Narona. So now I want to read. Governor McKee put out a uh, press uh, release just moments ago. Today, Governor Dan McKee requested Attorney General Peter Narona conduct an independent investigation matters related to the Department of Environment, DM, the environmental management wetlands application filed on behalf of tony silva the governor's directed all departments including but not limited dem fully cooperate with the attorney general rhode island state police who will act as investigative agency coordination with the ag the governor requests the investigation out of abundance of caution provide full transparency full transparency and reassurance to the public ensure all information related to the application is brought forward so that is a, um, folks, that is without question a fast-moving development. I'm going to play uh, some of the news stories that we have coming out on it uh, right now. So, But this is, um, this is not good for Governor McKee in any way. This is a very serious development. And I'll tell you, someone that should be, I admire, is, and that is, uh, has to do with the Mayor of Cumberland, who's just pulling no punches. Now, folks, here was the original story, and what's really damaging here are the text messages that came out. The text messages that came out and of him meeting, before I I do that, I want to just go over the timeline so for those that are just tuning in, right now it's 109. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. So you have, it's 45 Canning Street. Silva has been trying to develop its 5,600 square foot lot, 45 Canning Streets in 2017. But the problem is it's 93% wetlands. And neighbors and town officials are opposed to development. It's going to make flooding problems worse. So I want to just go into the timeline that Silva asked Cumberland Mayor Jeff Mutter for a meeting March 31st, the same month Silva had become chief of staff in the governor's office, and Mutter said the topic was Canning Street. So that was back in March. Good morning, Mayor, he texted. Would you have 15 minutes for me this morning? And can grab a coffee with you. leaving we'll leave in the office. So they meet at Phantom Farms in Cumberland, and Silva tries to convince the mayor not to oppose the development. Mudder told 12, he, he, he was not aware when he got the text what it was all about. It wasn't a scheduled meeting. So I don't know what we're supposed to be talking about. So Silva says to Channel 12, well, you know, yeah, we, we met, but we discussed a lot of different things. He is being paid. He grabs, uh, Silva grabs 7500 a year from the town of Cumberland in like a no-show job. So that's a problem. Deputy director of emergency management is if the town of Cumberland needs a deputy director. I want the mayor to understand my intent for purchasing it. I want to assure him. So the mayor said, no, that was that was not about a lot more than just Canning Street. That was what it was. I did meet with him on a few occasions about emergency management, but that was not one of those occasions. Uh, both McKee and Silver are residents of Cumberland. And the new documents raise questions about Silver's prior statement about when he gave up interest. In a statement on August 8th, Silver distanced himself from the transaction. We assigned the purchase and sales agreement to our son, Ross Silver, in April of last year, so he could build a home on the site. April of last year, he's saying, so he could build a home on the site. So, uh, my wife and I have no final interest in the property. But July of this year, he says, in July of this year, my son purchased the property. I had no final interest. Yet in a text message to Mutter in March, he indicated he'd spoke to his wife. They were going to allow the son to buy the lot. So, and then he writes... I won't be connected to it, so hopefully this makes it easier for you at town hall. Now, I asked Governor McKee yesterday, what did he mean by that? On Monday, Silva said he already transferred the purchase rights to his son, but was sharing it with the mayor for the first time in the text message. Said he meant make it easier, former town police chief. However, the March 31st meeting wasn't the first time he was trying to discuss it. A series of email messages last September involving... And the mayor, the town solicitor, the town planner, and an attorney showed a continuing effort by Tony Silva to discuss the town's opposition to developing that lot. In September 29th, message Canning Street Matter. The mayor would like to schedule a time to meet with you. Follow up shows were scheduled for the following week. Silva said, My actions are always noble. <laughs> No time did I intervene. That, 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 that's just not, it's not passing, as they say, the smell test. So, folks, now you have, and I'll, I'll play the sound of it, but now you have, at right now, at 1:13 on this Wednesday, August 25th, Governor McKee's chief of staff is under investigation by the Rhode Island State Police and the Attorney General. So, now this was the first story just the other day.
2: Target 12 investigation, we've obtained new information that raises more questions about a land controversy involving the governor's chief of staff and the timing of his involvement.
0: Target 12 investigator Tim White is here now with the latest details. In recent comments, Tony Silva has distanced himself from a controversial plan to build a home on a section of wetlands. But text messages and other documents obtained by Target 12 show he was closely involved as recently as March. Tony Silva, the chief of staff to Governor Dan McKee, had been seeking to develop this piece of wetlands on Canning Street in Cumberland. The town and neighbors have been fighting the proposal, fearing it would make flooding in the area worse. In a statement to Target 12 earlier this month, Silva said he had no financial interest as of April 2020. But in response to a public records request to Target 12, Jeff Mutter, the mayor of Cumberland, provided this text message from Tony Silva sent March 31st, 2021, in which Silva asked to have... Have coffee with the mayor. Mutter says at the meeting, Silver requested that the town drop its objection to building on the wetlands. Afterwards, Silver's sent this text message, thanking Mutter for the meeting, adding, We are going to allow my son Ross to purchase and develop a lot. Therefore, I won't be connected to it at all at the time of sale. Hopefully, this will make it easier for you at Town Hall. In 2019, the Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management rejected Silva's plan to build a house on the wetlands, but in June, DEM reversed course after a new rainwater mitigation plan was submitted. Neighbors were upset no public hearing was held.
2: Would DEM have approved it in my name or my neighbors or is it
0: just because this person is trying to buy it In an email to Target 12, Silva confirmed he met with the mayor about Canning Street but said, In part, I want to emphasize that at no time did I intervene on my behalf or anyone else regarding the property. My actions were always noble and in the best interests of the Canning Street neighborhood. Days after Target 12's original report, the Silva family announced they were donating the land to the town of Cumberland. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, 12 News. So, folks,
1: that was the story from just a couple days ago. But now we have an update at 1:15 on this Wednesday. Now we have an update where Governor McKee has ordered an investigation into his chief of staff. So Tony Silva, former police chief in Cumberland, folks now under investigation by the Rhode Island State Police and the Attorney General. So I believe we, I thought we had some sound on this. I know we do have some sound on it. Now, I also want to applaud the Republican Party. And this is not the only person on under investigation. Bud Craddock, who runs the DMV, he's under investigation for running a brothel. So there's no scope to the investigation. So this is a uh, just terrible development for Governor McKee. I'm not saying he has any type of option here. I would guess that right now he's I don't see he's got any other play. He's got to go along with this. But this is just a um, a brutal development for Governor McKee, who I believe next September was hoping that he was going to win the Democrat primary and get a chance to be governor. And that is um I, I don't know where this is going to lead at this point, but I do want to give credit. It was the and is the Republican Party that has um, the Republican Party that has gone after uh, Governor McKee um, and, and and Tony Silva for this whole business for the Ethics Commission. So I do want to play that sound. And this is, um, folks, this is gaining steam. But again, right now at 117 on this Wednesday, the breaking news. Former chief of police in Cumberland, Tony Silva, is now under investigation by state police and the attorney general. Now, somebody emailed me, what should we do? Somebody just saw him getting coffee somewhere. I don't know if that's even true. He's not on the run. He's not like on the lamb. At least not that we know of. So it, it doesn't matter. I don't know if you saw him or not. All right, let's hear the Channel 12 piece. For weeks. Governor Dan McGee says he has full confidence in his chief of staff who's been caught
2: in a land controversy in Cumberland. Target 12 investigator Tim White is here now with the details.
0: The state Republican Party says they plan to file an ethics complaint against Tony Silva in the wake of our report yesterday that revealed he continued lobbying the mayor of Cumberland after he said he'd given up his interest in the property. Tony Silva's initial request to get this piece of wetlands in Cumberland developed was rejected by the Department of Environmental Management in 2019. Two years later, with Silva now Chief of Staff to the Governor, the DEM reversed its position and gave the green light. On Tuesday, Governor Dan McKee said Silva did not get special treatment by the DEM. There's no information that would const- you know, say that there was undue influence that was done at the state level, which is my main concern. But as Target 12 first revealed Monday, text messages and emails Show Silva was lobbying Cumberland Mayor Jeff Mutter As recently as this March, despite saying he'd had no financial interest in the land for a year. I don't think it's inappropriate for someone who has, you know, had an interest in a a project to be talking to local mayors. Mayor Cumberland and I took those calls all the time.
2: It just gives an aura of
0: impropriety. State Republican Chair Susie Yankee says the GOP is filing a complaint with the Rhode Island Ethics Commission alleging Silva failed to disclose his financial interest in the land as required by law.
2: You want to make sure that specifically in, in accordance with an ethics violation or an ethics code that everybody gets a fair shot, everybody has to follow the same rules and regulations, and you get away from the I know a
0: guy situation. Governor McKee did confirm he received a phone call from Mayor Mutter after Target 12's initial report about the land deal, but McKee repeatedly refused to say if Mutter expressed concern about Silva's actions. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White. twelve
1: <laughs> Folks, whenever I'm hearing the mayor of Cumberland, I'm thinking of this song. Hold on, I have a better uh, version of this. You know, that's still such a classic original song. That guy is a genius that uh, came up with it. Let me, uh, but every time I'm hearing Mayor Mutter, uh, I, I'm, and I'm not saying that that's a positive thing, but I just, I keep, that's the first thing that pops into my, my head when I hear this. And it is, folks, a classic song. Brilliantly written. All right, Mayor of Cumberland. Is Mayor Mutter.
3: Hello, Mutter. (laughs) Hello, Father. Hate the waiters and the lake cats, Alligators and the head coach wants no sissies. So he reads to us for something called. searching party that's a great line take, me oh, mother, mother, take me. Mayor, i hate
1: Folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. can always listen online uh, at the website, DePetro.com. Again, reporting, our uh, big story is Chief of Staff uh, under Governor, the, the Chief of Staff of Governor McKee, Tony Silva, is now under investigation by the state police and Attorney General Peter Narona because of the Cumberland Land Deal. Because of the Cumberland Land Deal. I also want to play, why not? It's my show. Uh, The Rolling Stones lost their drummer The Great. This is, uh, to me, showed uh, his influence and how great he was on this song. Charlie Watts has died at age 80. Perfect beat. Listen to the perfect beat he gives to this song. Good afternoon, it's John DiPietro. Hey, you know what a great story with the Rolling Stones is, I think, anyhow, was, and it was then written about. We were talking about it yesterday at the McKee briefing when word broke. But uh, in 1981, the Rolling Stones were about to go on tour. Actually, I think I even have the, um, I tweeted out yesterday the Rolling Stones story on it. I remembered it, and I was telling it to two other reporters, and they did not know of the story and then other people started talking about it yesterday but in 1981 the Rolling Stones were set to play a surprise show in Providence here it is Um, what was supposed to be at the time it wasn't the PPAC it was the here it is Um, it was the Ocean State Theater was the name of it so Rolling Stones. They were. That's right. They were in the Longview Farm Recording Complex, Massachusetts, begin rehearsals for their U.S. first U.S. tour in three years. So there were rumors they were going to play New England, small club gigs for warm-up shows. So the logistics of the show kept as simple as possible. Three hundred tickets were distributed through WAAF in Worcester. Lucky recipients were found either wearing the logo or having an AAF bumper sticker. Site of the concert um, was Sir Morgan's Cove, kept secret by AAF till BCN, an hour away, leaked the location. BCN warned its listeners, stay away. Ah, I just lost it. Well, anyhow, folks, so then another gig they were going to play was to play at In Providence. So in September, hold on, let me just pause the music for a moment. In September, um, so a crowd of 1,500 to 4,000 fans lined up both sides of the street. Um, And then so they have the gig. Now, let's see, around 1130, a 35-foot van squeezed in the alley between Sir Morgan's Cove and a neighboring garage. Inside were all five Rolling Stones. Uh, Keith Rich's 12-year-old son was there as well. At midnight, the Stained Stones took to the Tiny Stage. Of course, Charlie Watts on drums. They played Honky Tonk Woman, Under My Thumb. Also, Miss You, Shattered, When the Whip Comes Down, Hang Fire, Neighbors. And then also, uh, Let It Bleed, All Down the Line. It was an unbelievable show. They finished with Jumpin' Jack Flash at 1.40. The van backed out of the alley. Jagger lifted one of the rear curtains, grinned, and the group was gone. It was unbelievable, Richard said a few days later. Probably even better than we thought. Hold on, I'll play another um, Stone song in the background as I'm talking about that. So, um, so now you have—they have that show under their belt, and in the following days, the Stones attempt to set up another gig. So on Tuesday, September fifteenth, Don Law applied to the city of Boston for a license for the band to play at the Orpheum, and the plan was rejected. So the same day, Kevin White offered to let the Stones play a free concert at City Hall Plaza. Um, The Stones declined. It became a political thing, and then finally, all systems seemed go for a concert. Saturday, September 16th at the 3200 Ocean State Theater, now the PPAC, but Ocean State Theater in Providence. So things were in motion. And folks, the part that I know is the day before Buddy Cianci, the mayor of Providence, was on their street on a a horseback, on horseback, telling people... The blanking Rolling Stones are playing in Providence tomorrow night. That is a true story. So, Channel 6, the whole thing was supposed to be embargoed. And then Channel 6 broke the news. Now, it's disputed whether or not they broke into Dallas or a Red Sox game. But I'm looking at the new paper, the front page of the new paper, September 23rd, 1981, Rolling Stones deep sixth. So later in the night, a group converged around the Ocean State Theater. A truck with camera crew from Channel 6 appears at the site. A few hours later, station interrupts Dallas and tells Southern New England the world's greatest rock and roll band will play the White Way Boston Street venue the next night. Representative of the Stones watching at the Marriott Hotel in Providence shake their head sadly and say otherwise. Not anymore, they won't. In the next few days, the band makes a parking lot attend a rich man make plans to play the Heinz Auditorium on Monday and cancel Monday morning. Um, so, but folks, that is um, that is a true story. that Channel Six blew the Stones playing Providence and feeling. Uh, I think the airline was well. If it's news, it's news. So we have a right to go with it, and so therefore we're not apologizing. And, uh, but Channel 6, now that's also led credence to this, um, they call it the Channel 6 curse, that as a result of that, the station has never been successful. So you had CNC canceled The Who at the Civic Center in 79, but then, um, the Rolling Stones were supposed to play, and Channel 6 ignored the embargo. That would have been in Beaver Brown that I know, that Beaver Brown, that they were going to open for the Stones at the PPAC. Um Rolling Stones, Deep Sixed. This was supposed to be after the Sir Morgan's Cove. So, terrible. Frank Graham was setting up in the theater on Friday. Um, called the Channel 6 news director and implored him not to go on the air and tell about the Rolling Stones set to play Providence. And he said, no one tells us what not to report. Who was that? A moron is who that was. All right, folks, there's our little um, Juan story on this um, Wednesday. Again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is petro.com Now, I just want to check if there's any new... The developing story here is that Governor McKee has... Uh, the governor of Rhode Island, Governor McKee, has really found himself in the middle of a hurricane. And this is not a good development for uh, the McKee um, crew at all. And his... Um, his attempts that he'd like to be elected governor, but he is really under fire right now. I just want to double check and make sure that no one has um, any other development in this. But the developing story is that Governor McKee has announced that the state police and attorney general right now are investigating the chief of staff, Tony Silva, former Uh, Police chief in Cumberland is now officially under investigation by the state police and by Attorney General Peter Narona. So terrible development, terrible development for uh, Governor McKee. That's his second, the director of his, of the DMV, Bud Craddock, is also under investigation for running a brothel at one of his rental properties. So that's also being investigated by the Rhode Island State Police. Folks, this portion of the John DePetro Show at one thirty-three on this Wednesday, August 25th, is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. Remember, they provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios. J. Perry Paving. Call them today for a free estimate. At 401-732-1730. Whether it's a brand new paving project or maybe, just maybe, you're going to, uh, it's a complete redo. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. J. Perry Paving, they do it all. Folks, give them a call today, free quote, at 732-1730, 401-732-1730, J. Perry Paving. Now, I want to play Channel 12. I want to give them credit. They have been leading the way on this Governor McKee story, this land deal in Cumberland. I am not convinced that uh, Chief of Staff Tony Silva. I, Folks, the, the question, two questions. Number one, can he make it to 5 o'clock? And then number two, well, several questions. Can he make it to 5 o'clock? Will they have to put him on a leave of absence? And can he make it to Friday at 5 o'clock? So some big deadlines looming. Uh, Channel 12 has a full story on it. Since they have been leading the way with this... I want to play the uh, story by Channel 12. Here we Just go. Just coming
0: in on Story, the Target 12 investigators have been tracking for a couple of weeks now. Governor McKee says he has asked Attorney General Peter Narona to investigate the actions of his chief of staff Tony Silva in connection with plans to develop Wetland's property in Cumberland. As Target 12 reported earlier this week, texts and email messages show Silva continued lobbying Cumberland's mayor over the Canning Street property long after he said he gave up financial interest in it. Target 12 investigator Tim White working on this. He'll have and the very latest coming up tonight.
1: Alright, so that is um, they just have an update. Uh but they have a lot of stories on this. No, I I believe uh Channel Twelve also has jumping into it. And I want to again applaud do they have audio on this? Nope. Whew. McKee orders staff orders investigation of Vumnus, Chief of Staff in Land Development. Whew as the hits keep coming. Hey folks, I do want to play this. Good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. Um, I do want to play for you that um, if you think things are bad here, you know who's like completely lost their mind is the, um, is the Oregon governor, Kate Brown. Listen to this. Can you imagine Oregon governor, Kate Brown? Portland, Oregon, boy, that place is just lost. Listen to this.
2: Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible, regardless of vaccination status. Masks have proven to be effective at reducing transmission and are a necessary measure right now, even in some outdoor settings, to help us fight COVID and to protect one another. Today, I'm announcing that effective Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible, regardless of vaccination status. Masks have proven to be effective at reducing transmission and are a necessary measure right now, even in some outdoor settings, to help us fight COVID and to protect one another. Today, I'm announcing that effective Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible, regardless of vaccination status. Masks have proven to be effective at reducing transmission and are a necessary measure right now, even in some outdoor settings, to help us fight COVID and to protect one another. Today, I'm announcing that effective Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible, regardless of vaccination status. Masks have proven to be effective at reducing transmission and are a necessary measure right now. She is even nuts. Even in some outdoor settings.
1: Outdoor settings, folks. Outdoor settings. Insanity. Now, I don't want to ignore what's going on in Afghanistan. There's a great report on ABC, Good Morning America. That guy that they have over there is a terrific reporter. And then especially at the end, I mentioned this in the first hour, we're basically giving the Taliban $80 billion worth of military equipment. That was supposed to be for the Afghan army. Americans
4: and thousands of Afghans still trapped in Kabul. But President Biden's standing by his August 31st deadline to withdraw all military forces. Now, just six days away. We are currently on a pace to finish by August the 31st. The sooner we can finish, the better. Each day of operations brings added risk to our troops. The president resisting pressure from G7 leaders and members of his own party to officially push back the deadline, citing the increased risk of conflict with the Taliban and terrorist attacks from ISIS in Afghanistan. Every day we're on the ground. There's another day we know that ISIS-K is seeking to target the airport and attack both U.S. and allied forces and innocent civilians. But Biden admitting contingency plans are being developed to adjust the timetable if necessary, saying meeting that deadline depends on continued Taliban cooperation. Meanwhile, the militants rejecting any plans for an extended U.S. troop withdrawal and this morning blocking Afghans trying to leave the country. This is how desperate people are. Thousands waving their papers, crying out to be saved. U.S. officials saying it'll take several more days to safely evacuate 6,000 American troops and equipment. General Christopher Donahue, who's leading the operation to airlift Americans and allies, telling ABC News exclusively they're working to get everyone out safely, but in the time they have. We're going to do everything we can with the time available. And each day, we're coming up
3: with new and innovative ways to bring people in.
4: As chaos surrounds the airport, the U.S. military forced to use helicopters to retrieve Americans and airlift them to safety. On Monday, 16 Americans evacuated to the airport by helicopter. Days after another emergency flight, where three Army helicopters picked up 169 Americans from a hotel nearby, dropping them onto the airfield. At the airport gate, less than 50 yards separate the last Taliban checkpoints and U.S. forces. For some, those steps could mean the difference between life and death. State Department officials processing as many as they can before the deadline, but in the crush,
5: some children are being separated from their parents. Heartbreaking because the children scared to death. It was extremely difficult to get through the gates for them and then to be separated from their families and not have the language and not know where where they're going it was
0: extremely difficult george the clock
4: is now ticking loudly only six days left to try and get everyone out and from the scenes that we have witnessed devastating scenes of people knee deep in sewage desperately pleading to be allowed onto the american base i don't think everyone is going to be able to get out in time
0: George. Ian Pennell, thanks very much for bringing our chief global affairs no anchor. folks, Martha. listen to this. Course, we just heard Ian say right there, he doesn't think everyone's going to get out by August 31st, but the president seems to be sticking to that deadline.
5: Uh, he sure does, George, and he has gotten a lot of pushback on this. I think there's a very tiny, tiny chance that they could extend the deadline, uh, but right now they're very solid about that deadline. And they talk about contingency plans. The president said uh, we're going to look at contingency plans. I think the contingency plans are if there is something extraordinary that happens, the military could possibly uh, adjust to that and get more people out. But I think at this point, the plan is to go ahead and try to get out as many as they have. They've actually done a phenomenal job getting as many out as they can uh, in these last days, these last desperate days. But there are so many trying to get out our Afghan Allies. We have these informal teams of veterans who I in touch with trying to get people out outside uh, of the government and and that has worked in some cases but still so many more desperate to get out and and
0: so many will not get out we also know for sure that billions and billions of dollars in sophisticated military equipment are going to be left behind into the hands of the taliban
5: exactly george this is not equipment that the u.s left behind this is equipment the u.s gave to the afghan military forces All of it abandoned. Let me read you a few figures. $80 billion worth of equipment, 600,000 small arms, 76,000 vehicles, 208 airplanes, and they have body armor. We've seen these images of the Taliban holding U.S.-made weapons, sophisticated rifles and M4 carbines. Uh, It is horrifying to watch this because they will have all the weapons they need now.
1: Oh, my God. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePetro. Right now, it's 143. Now, there is an update. Governor McKee plans to keep Tony Silva in place as his chief of staff while Silva is under investigation. No leave of absence. So this is where the Republican Party needs to jump into action. But again, and I want to give him credit, Ted Nisi... Is reporting Governor McKee is planning to keep his chief of staff in place while he's being investigated by the state police and the attorney general. There'll be no leave of absence. Um I I don't I think that's a mistake. Um And it changed what he calls for independent probe of Cumberland development controversy. I think that's a mistake. And I'm not sure that that's one that's going to last because everybody is all over it. And it's not going to go away. And now you have all what what Governor McKee, um, I, I just don't know if he realizes that I'm not convinced he's going to be able to govern effectively with the chief of staff who is under state police investigation. So it spooks the office. Um, this is um, this is very, very problematic. And also now his son is involved and that's not a good development either. So meaning for him. And I want to be very clear, folks, at 145. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I don't know Tony Silva. Um, We know mutual people. He obviously has a, he knows a lot of people. I mean, he ran the registry. He's Lieutenant Governor's Chief of Staff. Now, Governor Chief of Staff. He was the Chief of Police in Cumberland. Um, But I I was trying to meet him. I wanted to meet him. And now I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to meet him because he is uh, neck deep in this in this controversy and my experience has been these things can uh, it's like buckle up all right let's hear this is the latest now with channel 12
2: new information that raises more questions about a land controversy involving the governor's chief of staff and the timing of his involvement
0: target 12 investigator tim white is here now with the latest details. In recent comments, Tony Silva has distanced himself from a controversial plan to build a home on a section of wetlands, but text messages and other documents obtained by Target 12 show he was closely involved as recently as March. Tony Silva, the chief of staff to Governor Dan McKee, had been seeking to develop this piece of wetlands on Canning Street in Cumberland. The town and neighbors have been fighting the proposal, fearing it would make flooding in the area worse. In a statement to Target 12 earlier this month, Silva said he had no financial interest as of April 2020, but in response to a public records request to Target 12, Jeff Mutter, the mayor of Cumberland, provided this text message from Tony Silva sent March 31st, 2021, in which Silva asked to have Coffee with the mayor. Mutter says at the meeting, Silva requested that the town drop its objection to building on the wetlands. Afterwards, Silva sent this text message thanking Mutter for the meeting, adding, We are going to allow my son Ross to purchase and develop a lot. Therefore, I won't be connected to it at all at the time of sale. Hopefully, this will make it easier for you at Town Hall. In 2019, the Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management rejected Silva's plan to build a house on the wetlands. But in June, DEM reversed course after a new rainwater mitigation plan was submitted. Neighbors were upset. No public hearing was held. Would DEM have approved
2: it in my name or my neighbors? Or is it just because this person is trying to buy it?
0: In an email to Target 12, Silva confirmed he met with the mayor about Canning Street, but said, in part, I want to emphasize that at no time did I intervene on my behalf or anyone else regarding the property. My actions were always noble and in the best interests of the Canning Street neighborhood. Days after Target 12's original report, the Silva family announced they were donating the land to the town of Cumberland. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, 12 News. So,
1: folks, again, not good Not good in any way and it's it's seemingly a um the business now where well we're donating it. It's um I think it's too little too late. I want to replay that portion of the story and again I want to give credit at 148 to uh well right now everybody's on it. The journal's on it, all three T V stations are on it. Uh it's now becoming a national story that the governor of Rhode Island's chief of staff is under state police investigation. So, um, Governor McKee is staying loyal to Tony Silva right now. By he's not going to put him out on leave, but this certainly makes things very complicated. All right, here was the um, other story that Channel 12 <laughs> exclusive
0: last night. Target 12 reported that the family of Governor Dan McKee's chief of staff was pushing a controversial plan to develop a wetlands property here in Cumberland. Well, tonight that
2: plan is off the table. Target 12 investigator Ted D.C., is here now with the details, Ted.
0: Mike Shannon, this was a rapid change of heart by the family of Tony. Silva, who is the governor's chief of staff and a longtime aide. Last night, my Target 12 colleague Tolly Taylor detailed how the Department of Environmental Management recently approved a proposal by Silva's family to develop this wetlands parcel on Canning Street, despite rejecting a similar proposal only two years ago and over staunch objections by neighbors and the town of Cumberland. Today, Silva's son, Ross Silva, issued a statement announcing that his family is abandoning its plans and will instead donate the land to become permanent open space in Cumberland. So the statement said in part quote the Silva family has resided in Cumberland for over a hundred years. We feel badly that this has manifested itself to this point and also understand the concerns of town officials. Now the governor has insisted his administration did not give his chief of staff's family special treatment when they sought state approval to develop these wetlands and a DEM spokesperson told Target 12 the agency felt the family's revised plans had addressed concerns about flooding. With the Target 12 investigators Ted Nisi, 12 News. Now
1: that is a very very comprehensive uh, story, folks. Very comprehensive story, but um, and and it's also a little odd that um, that now the the governor's. I don't I don't think this is a good idea. But they're going to take their briefing on the road tomorrow, and they're going to. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know who made this call, but the governor and Doctor Scott and Tom McCarthy are going to provide an update. Tomorrow at the Green Line in Providence, locally owned pharmacy. Um, Maybe they want to do something different, but I don't. I don't think that. I don't know if this is the best idea. This is, you know, folks. Again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. This is part of the problem, as as I have been saying, and that is when you decide. Listen, as a member of the media, I think it's fantastic that Governor McKee wants to be very, very accessible. But the problem is on something like this, I'm sure he would prefer not to have to be somewhere. Um, Now he's committed to being there. Um, I'm sure that that maybe they'd like to just kind of I, I, I don't know about that. I don't think that's a very wise decision, just because I think they're underestimating how these things can kind of spiral out. Now, he wants to have a COVID briefing tomorrow, but the only problem is all anyone wants to ask about is his chief of staff. So... um I, I would say that that presents a problem. Folks, I want to encourage you to go to the website, DePetro.com. Don't forget dipetro.com, which is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration Fire, Smoke Damage, Water Damage, and Storm Damage. 24 Emergency Service, call them 401 712 2700. 401 712 2700 for Soul Source Restoration. And. Uh, Let me also remind you about competition shooting supplies. You want to make sure that you have a right to protect yourself. Stop in and see our friend John Francis. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Competition shooting supplies. Firearms, ammunition, accessories. Give them a call today. 401-727-1716. 401-727-1716. For competition shooting supplies. Firearms and ammunition so folks good afternoon it's John DePietro, and I want to just do a quick if I uh kind of let's do a quick media as we say go around the horn as I check on the Providence Journal website they have um oh that's interesting J.P. Spooner celebrates 40 years of success that's a great breakfast place um now the Providence Journal still don't have geo ethics complaint hits McKee chief of staff of wetlands deal well that's a problem so the Providence Journal still doesn't have it but um on they they are reporting on it don't get me wrong but I want to go to uh kind of go around the horn a little bit and McKee's uh Boston Globe McKee denies chief of staff exerted undue influence over the wetland development um I think that's going to be a changing narrative. I think that's going to be a changing narrative. Now we have Channel 12, Top Story, McKee asks AG to investigate if Chief of Staff's role in Cumberland land deal. Now we go to the Channel 10 website. And Channel 10 website, Top Story, McKee orders investigation and involvement of Chief of Staff in land development. So that's a problem. And let's see if we get the hat trick. We go to Channel 6. They have their top story is proof of being fully vaccinated. It's covered and mask now required a PPAC. But the story below that, Governor McKee asked Attorney General to investigate his chief of staff. So that's a problematic. Um, that is definitely a problematic headline, to say the least. Yes, it is. Governor McKee, wow. Um, Hmm. Governor McKee asks, Attorney General, well, the state police are investigating his chief of staff. So that is not a positive development, folks, for the McKee campaign. Hey, I want to remind you on this hot Wednesday. Let me just check at 155. What's the weather? It's... 88, but feels like 93. Okay, and tomorrow and Friday are also going to be beautiful days, as a matter of fact. Looks that way. It's a little partly cloudy right now. Sun's going to come out late afternoon. It's going to be a very pleasant evening. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say if your appliance is dying? Just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Do you have an appliance? That's not working properly. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair 401-710-7096. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, Uh If you're out and about right now on this pleasant Wednesday, and maybe how would you like to have some nice, relaxing iced tea? Well, I want to encourage you. Actually, I implore you to pop in right now and see Doreen at It's My Health, ten ninety nine, Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's My Health with vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, I say, honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. It's My Health, ten ninety nine. Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop it and sear. And she also has hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. Drive in right now. Maybe you're on Menden Road in Cumberland. If you see Tony Silva, send me an email. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, right now, the time is 157 on this Wednesday. So, folks, uh, the big news locally is that that Governor McKee is really under fire right now, and with his chief of staff, Tony Silva, being investigated by the Rhode Island State Police and the Attorney General, and in case people haven't noticed, they don't—they um, don't exactly move that quickly. They don't move that quickly. For instance, the investigation into the head of the DMV, Bud Craddock, that's still going on. So they don't exactly wrap these things up too quickly. Now, I'm also seeing for NFL teams with unvaccinated QBs, this could be a long, complicated season. Hey, Cam Newton is the person. He is the one that decided he doesn't want to be vaccinated. And all that's going to do is give more room and time for... Mac Jones as far as on the Patriot front. Now again folks, reporting our top story and that is Attorney Attorney General Peter Narona and the state police are closing in on Governor McKee's Chief of Staff Tony Silva. He is now he and his son are under investigation by the state police. They want to get him in a room. They want to grill them. Uh, the mayor of Cumberland, I want to be very clear, from what I'm seeing, the mayor of Cumberland is cooperating. The mayor of Cumberland is cooperating with the probe. And as he should, he did nothing wrong. The person who right now is front and center seemingly having some problems is the governor's chief of staff, Tony Silva. Folks, we're going to have a lot more on this at the website, depetro.com. Don't forget, depetro.com, which is... Brought to you by Allstate Lock. Look into having better locks and security cameras. All state lock. Call them 401-349-0042. So it's 159. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Governor McKee's gonna set to face the media tomorrow. Things could uh, really start to spiral out of control a little bit. But I want you to stay tuned because coming up is the two o'clock news and then it'll be the John on program. We're back tomorrow at 11 on the radio if there's breaking news we go live with facebook live it's john DePietro. stay cool on this wednesday again reporting our breaking news story chief of staff tony Silva for governor mckee is under investigation by the state police